this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. After Buzz is we're back with another episode of the Magicians After Show right here on After Buzz TV. We're talking a brand new king in town. Hedge witches are dropping left and right, and there's a conspiracy afoot. So stay tuned. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. That's right, y'all. It's Wednesday night. You know what time it is. Time of the Magicians After Show, right here on AfterBuzz TV. That's right, we're talking season four, episode nine, The Serpent. Yeah. We got the whole crew in studio tonight. Oh, yeah. Starting all, all the way to, to the end. You've seen them uh, talking this very show, but also Westworld, all sorts of sci-fi goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, Nate Miller. That's two weeks in a row now that you said Wednesday instead of Thursday. That's right. See, I got it. I got it, guys. Now that the Titan Games is wrapped, I'm getting my internal clock back on track. Your boy's back. Uh, speaking of, of being back, yep. been here since day one. I'm going to tell you that every single week. Uh, she's been talking about The Magician, season one, episode one. Ladies and gentlemen, Ms. Adrian Snow. Hello, everyone. How are you? Uh, uh, you can't tell. You can't tell me. They can't. They can't. You know, whatever. I, can, I hope uh, you're doing well out there. <laughs> there you go. Uh, my name is Ty Matthews. As always, also been here since day one. Whole yes. lot to get into. We're gonna, like I said at the top of the episode, we're gonna talk a, a brand new king in Fillory. We're gonna talk about this whole conspiracy that has been revealed. We're gonna talk what's been killing off the hedge witches left and right. Mm-hmm. Plus. Adrian Snow, once again, has a fantastic God of the Week in store for you later on in the episode. We're going to get into it. Uh, but let's talk about let's talk about the saga with, uh, with Margo, with Josh, with Fenn's destiny, as she, as she uh, was told by the Napster. Let's mm-hmm. talk about all that business. Let's go to Fillory. Yeah. I, I like that they tied it in so it wasn't just... Finn getting this crazy destiny and having to slaughter Margo, it actually ties into the entire storyline and it it perpetuates Mar or yeah, yeah, propels Margo mm-hmm. to to give up her reign as High King. So I appreciated that it wasn't like they had to, you know, clash with each other in order for that to happen. Yeah, definitely. I thought it was super weird initially when 
the, you know, when she got the prophecy, and I was like, what is that now? What's going to happen? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a, a similar feeling of relief, and also, too, like, even as she was talking to Pickwick, I was like, okay, she can't be, she can't go there and talk to this guy if she's the queen, so she has to be removed. So, right. Yeah, so this is, this is part of the plan, even yeah. though I think that's really good writing. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see what happens. Uh I wanted to say something else, but I don't remember. So <laughs> it'll get it'll it'll come, it'll come to you. Um, I I like where where we went with all of this because I like getting sort of a a, a deeper look at the the kind of the the politics mm-hmm. of Fillory and kind of its surrounding areas. You yeah. know, um, this okay. yes, I remember. Yes, go for it. Okay, um, so this plot line, I like the resolution. Uh, I'm not so crazy about the journey to get there. Okay. I feel like it was kind of rushed. I feel like this is one of the things that kind of suffers when they do this juggling of multiple plot lines in each episode. Sure. Um, I, For me, her stepping down wasn't like a big emotional moment or anything because I'm not really connected to her as the queen there. Right. She's been gone for so long, and then she just came back. And in the time that she's been back, we haven't really seen her... I don't know, like be a queen or sure. anything, or be king, I should say. Um, so I felt like there could have been more of that, like, oh wow, this is happening. When it happened, I was like, all right, cool, this right. is fine. Right. Especially with it being Fen too, like with her being like an actual character this season. I'm sure. like, okay, cool, she can be king. Yeah, I think I was a little bit more concerned because this is everlasting banishment, so she can never come back. Mm. You know, and and even if she's able to get to get. Elliot back at the throne, she can't ever come back to Fillory. So she's kind of stuck on Earth or outside the realms of Fillory for it. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the Earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see... We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All time, unless that changes, but you know, if she did get branded. I don't know about branding, right. seems to be a very serious final thing. I was wondering, <laughs> I was wondering about, about those brands, whether they would actually physically keep her out, or if there would just be guards that would like see them and be like, Hey, you're not supposed to be here. I would assume it's enchanted, and right? That's kind of in. what I thought, yeah. yeah. But I think that, um, <laughs> I think that point speaks to. To yeah, I, the fact that it maybe should have been been treated as as something bigger and something maybe with more urgency. Mm. I think Fen getting that prophecy was was played as as big as it as it should have been, you know, because her and and Margot are basically sisters at this point. Yeah. Um. So for her to kind of overthrow her would be be such a big thing. But then, did we? And I don't know if I missed anything. But how did Josh find out about uh, find out about this prophecy? He he. Did we see that? He's mm-hmm. the one who told her. That's right. Yeah. What was going on? Because he overheard when when they when he was when, when uh, Rue. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Gloria. Is that her name? Yeah. Rue. Yeah. Yeah. Rue. Yeah. Um, and that's what I thought. I I knew that that he had told Margot, but I think that was another thing that kind of that kind of turned me off. That it was just like Josh kind of telling her like. Hey, this is going to yeah. happen. And then right. 10 minutes later it's like, okay, everyone's fine again, you well, know? We've talked about convenience, uh, sure. you know. And so it, it sometimes 
Especially we're on episode nine. Right. And we have, what, maybe three to four more episodes to go. Yeah. And, and that's, a, that's a problem, I think, overall with a lot of television is that towards the end they have to get a bit rushed instead of having a more thoroughly planned out thing. You know, it's not like not everyone can't be Breaking Bad or... Game of Thrones, and they're like, hey, yeah, take a year and a half off. <laughs> right. Go figure out your show. Yeah, uh, exactly. So there's some things that you you will sacrifice in order to get, to get things told. And that was something I will say overall. I was kind of like, oh, it's been so much mystery. I'm kind of ready to get to to the discoveries. Yeah, right. Which also, should come next episode, yeah. hopefully. I also think, like, tonally, too, this show kind of has a, a tongue-in-cheek tone of, like, it's aware of itself. It's aware of it, like, riffing on source material and stuff, and mm. sometimes even borderline fourth-wall-breaking jokes and stuff. A lot of, yeah, so, heavy-winking, yeah. Yeah, so for, for them to sometimes just kind of, like, push some plot along just so things can kind of happen, I can kind of forgive it, but given, like, the great... I think, like, the first four or five episodes of the season, pacing-wise, mm. were just phenomenal. Sure. And I think since then... It kind of took a little dip, and in some spots, it's really great. In some spots, it's kind of noticeable because of how good it was before. Mm. Um, but I'm happy that this plot ended up resolving something, like, and moving forward this Margot plot of her destiny, because we haven't really... They touched on it early, but it's kind of been simmering underneath the rest of this stuff. So to see it now finally connect to the larger story, and I think that ultimately, for me, is what it is, is I'm... The big big story that I care about is the Elliot god monster thing like the other plots are important but and for me in terms of scale like that's the one that really matters so to see this tie back into that i'm like okay now i'm a little bit more invested in the plot exactly yeah i think the 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 bigger meta story of the of the season um i don't know if i'm using that right um the 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 bigger story to kind of the 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 universe of the show I think is this whole conspiracy with the library but the biggest to the characters and to the emotional core of the show is yeah is is getting Elliot back and right. so it's yeah we've we've got to kind of move along mm-hmm. with with that and with kind of gathering these stones which we'll get to in in just a minute um I will say I was I was worried momentarily that we were going to get a whole episode on this this wild Florian clock tree that, oh. that Josh kind of like offhandedly mentioned. I didn't think we were gonna get that. I though. thought we were gonna yeah. we were gonna be like, oh, okay, we're gonna go to this village that's the stuck in time. Fuck. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I am here for a Hoberman pun, y'all, and we got a few of them mm-hmm. this episode. Yeah, he's had some really good lines. We got Clockstarfuck, We got Defenestrate. Whole lot of stuff. Just riffing off puns. <sighs> Sorry, I'm gonna sneeze at some point. <laughs> Fair warning. It's Chekhov's sneeze. By the end of this episode, you're gonna get it. Um, but uh, but yeah. So so ultimately, uh, Margot kind of you know sacrifices herself and kind of mm. aids Finn in overthrowing her so that she can go find the foremost, mm-hmm. um, get these ice axes that can hopefully kind of depossess uh, yeah. Darth Elliot, as it were. I think one of my favorite lines is uh, is when Pickwick says Pickwicks are notoriously thirsty people. God, I he love clearly Pink. was talking about desert, but I was like, but aren't you just generally kind of a thirsty person? That's exactly like, what I got to. I was like, you don't have to finish the rest. Of this. He's just so thirsty. Yeah. That's at very at very very first glance. That's what I thought that he meant, yeah. and then I realized, oh, he's speaking literally. But man, Tick Pickwick with with a, a brand new goatee, ah. rocking some some new facial hair. 
Um, I love Tick. I love Tick. I'm I'm glad that he's back on on our side again. Right? <laughs> yeah, that was a great performance. <laughs> um so yeah, so so we'll see kind of kind of where where that all goes. Uh, Josh, I love the the dynamics once again between Josh and Margot. Mm-hmm. Everything's kind of now that Margot knows that Elliot is is still around. I'm still not completely sold on on on, on Josh and Margot. No, I can see that. I just don't. I don't know. It just wasn't. <laughs> it's just like I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> sure. So I don't know. It's okay. It's fine. Sure. Right, 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 right. I thought it... I saw, you know, I think I saw more of, I could see Elliot and Quentin from a distance. I could see Penny and Julia Mm -hmm. from a distance. Mm -hmm. And this is just like, and they're in it, which is kind of just, I don't know. Right, 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 right. Uh, but yeah, we so now that now that Margot knows, thanks to one of the messenger bunnies, mm-hmm. which did did we gloss over the animals can talk again, or did I once again? Yeah, it something. happened kind of off screen a little bit. Off screen a little bit, yeah. Okay, but, okay. But I they think, touched on it a little bit last episode. But them fully getting their the capabilities cure, yeah. came back. The beet yeah. juice, yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, so yeah, so we'll get to that. We've got a whole lot more to talk about. Once again, we talked about hedge witches dropping like flies, uh, God of the Week, all that stuff. But before we get to the rest of the episode, uh, once again, we have got a, a, uh, a message for, for y'all. Uh, if. <laughs> yes, we do have a message for you guys. Uh, and we just really wanted to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. And for us to continue to grow, we could really use your help. If you're on YouTube right now, go ahead and hit that thumbs up button and subscribe. If you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. And no matter where you are, leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversation. Uh, Being a part of AfterBuzz has meant so much to all of us here. And we really, truly appreciate you guys for supporting us in doing what we love. Don't forget to tell your friends uh, and keep enjoying your shows. Absolutely. This season is, is going at a blistering rate. We have only got a few episodes left, uh, but we love talking about it. Hit yeah. us up on, on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Throw out those wild fan theories, no matter how weird they are. The weirder the better. Uh, who do you think Penny was talking to on the Underwood elevator, since we still don't friggin' know? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> It's fine. We'll yeah, I would it love out. to hear some theories on that. <laughs> so many episodes have gone by. I thought at the very beginning of the next episode, boom, oh, we're going to pick right up on it. Nope. No. Nope. Not at all. We didn't know what Penny was doing for like the first seven episodes of the season. <laughs> exactly. Where's Penny 40? Come on. Uh, so speaking of Penny, let's let's talk about Penny 23 mm-hmm. and and his adventure into the into Darth Elliot as we've been calling him mm-hmm. into Darth Elliot's uh, subconscious and and his his past memories all that stuff yeah uh, well first let's let's go back let's go back uh, Darth Elliot sees an ad for who's it psychic Donna yeah decides to to go through nineteen psychics kills before he finds psychics yep. to be clear <laughs> exactly. in case you didn't get it before he, he settles before he settles on Alan yeah. the real deal sure. Alan suffers the same fate. Yes. <laughs> Dude, come on. I mean, uh, I, it was nice to, to be reminded that, yes, Penny is a psychic. Because mm-hmm. it's not a power come, that we yeah. use often. We use astral projection. We use traveling. But we don't ever really focus on the fact that he can go into your mind and see what's going on in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was nice to kind of get that. And to also have this Penny be really strong in that power as well. Yeah, absolutely. And what would you think? Um, 
I thought it was, you know, again, kind of convenient, like, oh, hey, I can do this, which I haven't tried to do at all right. up until up until this point. <laughs> in, any, in any situation, mm-hmm. any of the other situations they've been in, he hasn't been like, oh, hey, let me use my mind powers. That's not true, only because uh, he is a psychic, but the re- a big reason why he didn't use his psychic powers is because of the beast. And so for a long time, he he didn't enjoy it. And okay. He, well, for like first season. To oh, when he was like season. hearing the voices and yeah, stuff. Yeah, sure. so he would actually fight that, that part of his power. Oh, it's coming. Um, but, uh, sorry. I'm recovering from a cold. Uh, but, yeah, he, so to finally have it reinforced in this penny, because the other penny just was very anti-psychic. Right. It was nice to see. Um, it, it was a reminder. It wasn't like I was like, oh, that's really convenient that he's doing that now. I was like, oh, yeah, shit, I for- totally forgot that Penny can mm. do that. Right. So I, I liked how they used it, and I liked how they made... It kind of reinforced that this Penny 23 is a little bit more advanced in his powers than Penny 40. I see. Either way, I thought it was a really cool way to, like, establish, to progress that plot and, like, give us more information on the monster, which, like... I'm like, all right. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's definitely been a lot of creative storytelling in the name of kind of trying to get inside this monster, inside its memories, you know, mm-hmm. find Elliot, all that stuff. Um, to go back real quick, uh, we find out from Darth Elliot that there's only one stone left to do whatever dark deeds he's he's trying to do, mm-hmm. uh, as we'll we'll talk about more a little bit later. Uh, but Enulius is the the one remaining god that he has to... Yeah, and we see the real Indy Elias, which I was like, oh, I thought it was going to be played by the same actor, because that would make sense, because then he was impersonating, but apparently not. Right, right, right. That so guy looks really familiar. Though, when, so when know. when did Indy Elias show up originally? Uh, it was episode one or two. Of this season? It wasn't Indy Elias. Yeah, this season. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, it wasn't Indy Elias. It was like his servant. It was it was like when we talked about that whole episode. Uh, he, had like, uh, he had like the M16, and he was like a... Soldier and they went to Greece. Guys. Oh, okay. Uh, and he like yeah, Greece reached into him and pulled out nothing. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna have to go back and make yeah, it Yeah, it was that. right before they got Bacchus. So okay. Yeah. Okay. So it I'm, might have been two. Okay. They had their memories back. I see. I'm gonna give the writers the writers. You know. I'm gonna give the writers a benefit of the doubt. Okay. That there is some reason why it is just this group of gods that participated in this, mm. but. Until they do, I thought it was just odd that these were the gods that participated in this. Specifically, I'm these assuming ones? there's a reason, but like, okay, other than go ahead, do you know something? Do you, no, if you please, <sighs> you're our god expert. I mean, I have a theory, okay, okay, but I was like, mm, this okay, so I've been trying to think that it was Pandora, okay. And I've been thinking about, like, for, I think since last season, I was like, this has to be Pandora. This uh, has right. to do something with Pandora. And that, he, that he's, like, trying to rebuild Pandora? Well, uh, uh, something maybe, to do with Pandora. but something, okay. because I thought maybe Pandora he was, like, one built, of the evils that got let out or something I see. Yeah, like that's that what or... I originally thought, too, because Pandora was the first woman. She's built out of clay, mm-hmm. and they are clay jars that they're lined up, that they're they're getting to build, you know, something. Aren't they like rocks? Yeah, but it, it looked like... It's inside the bowls? Yeah, the mm-hmm. rocks. They're rocks, but clay rocks. Uh-huh. Um, dried rock, clay, dried Sure. Clay. Uh, it's all comes from the end. And then there was, like, the, the woman, and I just kind of thought, well, maybe maybe it is Pandora. Okay. <laughs> no, so, it, yeah. 
That's my theory is that it, it could be a type of Pandora deal because Pandora was also built by four gods. Oh, okay. So it was like, yeah. There you go. So yeah, you might yeah. be onto something then. I don't know. So we've got we've got Enulias, Bacchus, Heka, and um, what was her name? The uh, well, Iris, the guy, Iphelias. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So Heka. No wait, Enulias, Heka. Oh, you said Enulias, Bacchus, and who's the fourth one? Iris. There you go. There you go. There you go. That's the one. That's the one. That's the one. So yeah. So so we we kind of we're we're getting. This kind of extrapolated view, just a little bit, a little bit at a time, mm-hmm. uh, seeing what's going on. Um, but I also, I, I do love this kind of subtle parsing out of Darth Elliot and and how he's kind of adapting to his human form, mm-hmm. like the kind of snacks that he's loving and, oh, yes. and things like that. Cheesy puffs. Yeah, exactly. Loves cheesy puffs. Uh, loves tequila. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just the way that he, like, walks over the couch is just, like, so inhuman. Right, right. And we've we've talked a lot this season about, about Arjun Gupta and, and how good of a job he's been doing in playing Penny 23 versus Penny yeah. 40. But I think it, it also definitely speaks to, to Hale Appleman. You oh, know, yeah. We've playing, talked about that, too. Playing Darth Elliot versus, versus real Elliot. For sure. Um, which has been, yeah, super fun to watch. Um... But but yeah, so as as Penny and and Darth Elliot are kind of exploring his memories, uh, Penny finds the the sort of uh, the the physical kid's cottage in, inside his subconscious. Mm-hmm. Talks to the real Elliot, mm-hmm. kind of gets it gets an idea of what's going on. Yeah, um, I I it's and that there's stuff that that you know that. Elliot has figured out that Darth Elliot has not, right. which is even scarier. I was like, oh, okay, well. Exactly. Yeah. I'm very curious to see where this is going and just, like, what it is that's freaking Penny out this this much, you mm-hmm. know, by the time he gets back to reality. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, before we talk about the rest of this uh, subplot, I also just love Darth Elliot's, like, choices in wardrobe. The fact that he's wearing a shirt that says Winosaur. And yeah. that's a dinosaur holding a glass of wine. I didn't even notice that. Once again, once again, shout out to the puns in this episode. Yeah. But just like, it's just so like stupid and shitty and kitschy. Just like the shirt that, you know, he's a wine lover. You know, <laughs> it's fine. Um, I'm laughing at you. <laughs> I like it's it. It's so adorably nerdy. I enjoy it. I'm a sucker for wordplay. Great writing major, guys. Um... But so we we also get more of the furthering of the 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 relationship between Penny, uh, twenty three and Julia. Yeah, um, and I loved. The, I absolutely loved their interaction uh, in this. That kind of like yeah, it was so Penny. Like they got a little sex eye. Yeah, it's getting hard sex eye. <laughs> I was like, whoa, sex eye. So they're putting stakes on it. Yeah. If if Penny survives, at first he says, you know, let me buy you a drink. And then Julia kind of, kind of yes, ends it a little bit. Kind levels of levels up. It. Yep, levels up. Because drinks are the lamest date. We're past the Let's drinks. Let's get back to food. You've, <laughs> at this point. Let's get back to a nice three-course dinner. Okay? After that spell, we're past drinks. I want dinner. Exactly. I want a nice appetizer. Just a more expensive An date. entree. <laughs> right. And it dessert. Is. People act like they don't get drinks when they Because let's talk eat about food, it. too. <laughs> like, well, as a, as a 30-plus woman... <laughs> Drinks? Are we 22? This is wasting time. You better give me a full course meal. You can't afford a full course meal. You can't afford to spend time with me. 
my time is precious. Absolutely. Guys, we're all about efficiency here Listen, on the Magicians After Show. Everyone on the Magicians, they might still be playing 26-year-olds, 27-year-olds, but they're all 30-plus. They get what's up. They know. Uh, um, so, uh, so yeah, so we'll see, yeah, once again where it goes with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Penny gets back to reality, he is just kind of terrified at this point like well yeah he's bleeding from his nose and and having a seizure so right 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 (laughs) but just yeah the the, whatever it is that he sees Mm -hmm. which we'll get into i guess i I don't know we've i guess we've already talked about it but we'll touch on it more in predictions i suppose did Uh, i miss something where like he's he was like passed out right and then he like comes in from they put him in the bedroom okay and then he comes from the bedroom there we go there we go Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. Um, so now, now that we we've got that out of the way, let's talk about everything that's happening with the library uh, and Katie and mm-hmm. Pete and Alice and the Dean and Zelda and Harriet and just this whole kind of half of the episode because there's a whole lot to get through. Yeah, Everett's trash. Exactly. Exactly. We'll get to that. Everett, yeah. big, big old piece of shit. Uh, the beginning of this episode, it, its namesake, the Serpent. Mm-hmm. We get this sort of like. I guess the hedge equivalent of anonymous. Yeah, it made no sense. I was like, why would the hedges do that to each other? Something something else must be going on. Yeah, because at first they're they're talking about culling the herd, you know, like uh, putting these blood worms in people's ears. Earwigs. Earwigs, yeah. Twilight Zone. Yuck. Yuck's a million. Eat through your brain. Go watch it. Between that and the lamprey, just like... So much stuff on this show so giving, worms, giving me so nightmares. Right? You know, because parasites actually live inside you right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just a, you could just let that marinate in your head for a while. <laughs> I uh, that. Um, but uh, so Alice shows up. Mm-hmm. She wants to help. Wants to help out the cause uh, with Katie and and Pete, which I had never realized that Pete and Alice had never met before. Mm-hmm. So Pete just yeah no. Pete just sees Katie punch her in the face. You know, <laughs> which I love. She took it like a champ. Of course. Nose it, didn't bleed. She didn't fall down on the ground. She just had snapped back. You know, little, little. It was one else. of those things where she was like, all right, I'll give you that. Yeah. He does it. know Katie, though, so I think that's probably why he wasn't too surprised. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so we basically, in, in kind of a roundabout way, we find out that Harriet has sort of been split off into pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I would have loved to have seen more of. Yeah, absolutely. In terms of of knowing the different splits of Harriet and and even when Alice became split, that she was only two, and I was like, does that have something to do with the fact that she's younger and less oh, experienced, okay. or does or does she only have you know two distinct personalities mm. that we can speak of? So I, I I hope that they explore that more. That's an maybe. interesting thought for sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe the fact that Harriet is more of a uh, multifaceted, but but yeah. just kind of a more complex sort of personality, yeah. maybe interesting. That's a, a fascinating thought. Um, so yeah, they they you know Alice kind of has to, um, I guess, gather these these pieces. They have to gather each mirror, yeah, and right. put them back together. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the only way to do that, uh, the only way for Katie. To get what they want, which is the map of the of the system, mm. I wrote it down somewhere, but I can't remember where. Yeah, uh, is to basically do a trade for for Harriet for to Zelda for the exactly. Yeah, that's map, kind of yeah. their their leverage with mm-hmm. with the library. Mm-hmm. Um, Convenient. 
Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a lot here. I, I like seeing the Alice's kind of interacting with each other. Um, the the mirror world version of the library. Yeah, uh, almost with all felt, the white books. Everywhere. Exactly. Yeah, it almost it felt almost a little bit of uh, Silent Hillish to me. Oh, I hate Silent. Just a little bit. Do you the whole <laughs> well, series? I've never played the game. I don't think I'd get through it, but I okay. saw the movie. Okay. Movies in. And I got so terrified in the movie that I fell asleep so that I wouldn't have to watch it. That's a really interesting response. Well, Pyramid I, I, head, I man. fell asleep when I get nervous. I fell asleep when I'm cold. Is that right? Is yeah. that true? Yeah, I'll go to sleep because it'll keep me from thinking about it. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Oh, man. We'll talk more about that off mic. I'm so interested. I'm scared, uh, yeah. Pyramid Head is, yeah, absolutely terrifying. Um, but, uh, Nate, what did you think about this kind of whole adventure? I'm really trying hard not to be like negative Nancy. No, not at all. I was no, really not. We, let, let's get it all out on the table right now. We love this show, but as fans of this show, we're allowed to 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 think that things could be uh, could be improved upon or, or point out when things aren't uh, up to up to our complete satisfaction. Thank you but for that, that. But that doesn't disclaimer. make us any less fans of the magicians. Thank yeah, you very much. I just, I wasn't, I don't know. I'm not really invested in this okay. plot line. Even the whole With thing Zelda of, and Harriet? Yeah, but even the whole Hedgewitch's verse library thing, okay. I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it's real to me mm-hmm. in terms of like what they've shown in the show. They've just kind of shown... Katie and Pete like talking about it and then uh. they showed the one, you know, instance when it first happened with the explosion and the people involved and stuff. Mm. So I don't it still doesn't feel like real and to me with the intro like it was clear right away that it was the library. Doing Did you that. think so? Yeah, because who else would stand to benefit from as especially when he was like, "Oh yeah, well in order to protect people, we'll just give them a brand that causes them to not be able to use magic right. at all like wow that's awful <laughs> convenient how nice of us like I, right, so right. for me the reveal in the end like it was nice to get like confirmation sure and then i was like okay i understand why we went through all of this and why this matters but the whole time i was just like all right just pull her out right like just and i and really the key is alice like like every episode that she's in it's like Alice is struggling with the stuff that she did and not disliking herself. And it's like, all right, get, like, either, you know, like, double down and go somewhere else and don't bother anybody or, like, buck up and, like, do something different. Like, come on. Right, right. I can see that for sure. Um... So okay, so so let's let's get to to yeah to what's at the heart of it. The fact that Everett is the one that's kind of spreading this this blood worm. Yeah. Um, so that uh, and and we get kind of an exposition dump at the very end of this episode with Harriet kind of signing everything. Saying she to, can look through the mirror to Zelda. Yeah, exactly. She sees everything. Yeah. Um, and it's it's the fact that yeah they're trying to make. The only people that can use magic are the ones that that inherently trust the library and kind of rely on them. I think if they hadn't shown us uh, that multiverse episode where we go to the totalitarian sure. uh, world, mm-hmm. where magic is essentially "quote unquote" banned, then I think the the whole idea of of the of the librarians going in that route wouldn't have been so apparent. Right. But you know, in in the current world that we live in. It, 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 like, like that's what they're they're kind of mirroring off of, and, yeah. and so it's it's not an it's a pretty easy thing to to jump to that the librarians are attempting to create a regime, right? Um, where they control everything, and so 
I get it, and I understand why they're doing that. I think they could have done it in a cleaner way mm-hmm. or in a, a savvier, a savvier way. Okay. Because it, it was pretty apparent from, from the jump that the librarians were doing the, the – were spreading the worm to mm-hmm. control – the hedge witches. Right. And even if you look at, like, I haven't, I don't think I've talked about this yet, but the opening where it used to be the graffiti wall and now it's just that red solid wall and it says cleaned courtesy of the, of the, you know, the order of the Interesting. Okay. And for the longest I was staring at that, I was like, I feel like that's so different. And then I went back and watched season four or season three and I was like, oh yeah, they totally came in and cleaned that up. So that's kind of, they're kind Hmm. of playing on that. They're, they're, they've already been telling us for a while that the librarians are the ones to be Afraid of, and they're just kind of confirming it, and it's nice to see them finally, finally exploring that versus hinting at it for so long. Mm. Well, there's also two. What was the name of the order or something that they briefly mentioned that was also connected to the order of the library? Was that was it just the library? Yeah, I, f- I feel. Are you thinking about like an acronym, like like letters? No, it's, maybe I'm. Just... Well, that's the library. Oh, the O N L. Yeah, or, yeah, that's the library. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, yeah, I don't even. I don't even. Know, I wouldn't even say like so much as. They want to set up a regime. I mean, I think from the outside perspective, that's what's happening. Yeah. But for them, and I think that's what makes it interesting, is this idea that they, they really do think that in order to protect people, we need to protect magic. We need to control magic because it's just too dangerous. And sure. that's I, – I don't agree with that. I think they're wrong. Right. But I think – Within this, it's nice to give the characters a reasonable perspective where you can disagree with them, but it's not just like, oh, we're being bad for bad sake. Right. So I think this dynamic, especially finding out that Everett was kind of the one who brought Zelda in when she was a hedge witch before, Mm. that's going to make a very interesting confrontation Mm. uh, between them. And now I'm much more interested in Everett as a character. I wish, though, that we had got more of him than just a, like, scenes where he's, like, kind of leading the group. I agree. Yeah. Where it's just, like, this kind of council thing. Right. Because I think they could have built him up to be a really interesting character where when we get this reveal, it's like, oh, wow. That being said, right. really cool tie-in to kind of, like, be like, by the way, everything you thought about them is wrong. And I feel like Zelda is going to get fully, completely tried and kind of redeemed in some way okay. this Season, I feel like they're moving in that direction. It's I, think, I feel like the writers really like Zelda, and they they don't yeah. want her to be like one of the bad guys. Right? I, I think I wasn't surprised that the librarians were bad. I think anyone who's trying to control anything absolutely it was pretty, tends yeah. to be pretty bad. Uh, and we did talk about like I think a few episodes about like I did have empathy for Zelda, but at the same time, when you're part of a, a system that's already corrupt. Like how much empathy can you have for somebody unless they're actively fighting right. against the system? Right, right. If you're so, being complacent, you're helping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at at the same time, you know, let's see what Zelda does with this, with this information. If, if she's willing to to turn against the librarians, um, yeah, I think that's all I got. No, for sure. Yeah, and I think <laughs> to to things. that point, and I I can't remember if we've ever talked about it on the show before because I I feel like I I bring it up in a lot of conversation just in my life in general. But but yeah, the most interesting antagonists and the most interesting villains are the ones that think that they're doing good. The yeah, ones that right. they're right. It they're goes complex. back to yeah, you know, like I was sitting there watching Avengers: Infinity War, and I was like, 
You know what, Thanos? I totally get it. Exactly. You're totally doing it in the wrong direction, and this is not how you go about helping things. But I totally get why you think you're you're such a good guy. Yeah. And and I think that's a that's a hard sell though, is to think that you know, tyrants think of themselves as good people. Right. Um, because from the outside, if you're if you're not swayed by them, you clearly see that they're just Oswald Cobblepots. Right. <laughs> right. But it, 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 yeah, it, it goes back to, you know, Magneto versus Professor X or, or even as, as recently as yeah. Civil War, you know? Like, I have more empathy for Magneto. Oh, sure, sure, more sure, sure. for Oswald Cobblepot. Doom, for me, Vic, is, is a amazing villain. Because yeah, absolutely. He approaches this thing from, a, from that perspective. And there's a great, uh, story that, uh, I think Bendis did that, the Infinity Arc, where he, he basically becomes like God because of something that happens and the right. universe breaks down and has this ultimate, ultimate power and has everything that he wants and has everything under his control. And then he realizes, I was wrong. Right, <laughs> this is, right. <laughs> this is not yeah. better. This is not – this isn't fixed things. And it's an incredible, incredible arc for a villain to have to go from doing all these terrible evil things because he thinks that he's trying to help people. Yeah getting what he wants and then realizing I've been wrong this whole time. Like, it's a crazy perspective switch. I think they tried to do that on The Flash this season. Mm -hmm. But they did such a horrible job setting up. It's very difficult. (laughs) Right, absolutely. Setting up Cicada. It's a tricky, yeah, it's a tricky nuanced thing. Chris Klein. No offense, you just played it as a one-note character. Chris Chris Klein, American Pie? Yeah. Chris Klein? Yeah. Wow. You did a bad job. (laughs) Anyways. Shots fired at Chris Klein. Uh... Uh, (laughs) Yeah, no shade. I don't know. It could have been direction, but it was bad. No, for uh, but sure. They, they tried to set it up, and I think that's because there's a realization that we do like more complex villains. Though currently, you know, the villains that are happening in real life are pretty one note. Right. But, that's true. Um, yeah, the, it, it's more interesting to deal with a complex villain than a crazy psychopath narcissist. Of course, yeah. of course. Uh, so yeah, so uh, there's like we said, there's there's not too many episodes left in the season, so yeah. there's going to be a lot happening in these these episodes. Uh, before we get to predictions, though, yes. Miss Adrian Snow, hit us with that god of the week. All right, disappointed. So, <laughs> I uh, uh, there was not really a god because we already talked about Elias, but I was like, let's take it back to that time I talked about jokingly doing Santa Claus as god of the week. There we go. Okay. And you know how it ties in? Is that Woden, a.k.a. Norse God Odin, was the kind of original basis for Santa Claus back oh, wow. in a uh, Germanic pagan times. And he was there to lead the midwinter event of Yule, where he would lead the wild hunt, a, go- a ghostly procession through the sky on his gray horse or reindeer. So oh, wow. the whole idea of a, a, somebody flying through the sky on reindeer came from that pagan idea, which was then Christianized, as all pagan ideas were. (sighs) Sadness. Into St. Nicholas! So St. Nicholas was an actual saint who would give to the poor and then also would give dowries to poor unmarried daughters so they they wouldn't become prostitutes. Fun fact. Yes, yes, St. Nicholas. Yes, yes, yes. There was so much information on Santa Claus that I really am narrowing it down (laughs) as quickly as possible because it's ridiculously expansive. So with the idea of St. Nicholas, there are a few different ideas of... um, a, a basically a a <laughs> slightly racist uh, 
being or person that would go along St. Nicholas to torture bad children. And this is from the French, the 17th century, uh, there was a, a song where it was Pierre, Pierre, where is it? Where is it? Pierre Futard. Yes, Pierre Futard, I'm correct. Uh, he was a butcher who killed and chopped up children and put them in a salting bin, referencing cannibalism. And so, as a punishment, St. Nicholas came and retrieved these children and brought them back. And Futard was, was cursed to go alongside Nicholas for all time, collecting bad children. We also know this as a, uh, in I think Dutch, as Black Pete. Mm-hmm. Racism. Uh, who would kidnap bat children and put them in sacks, which is the, the dark Santa we were talking about. And then also as Krampus, which was, depending on who you go to, a version of St. Nicholas who would take bat children as well and kidnap them and take them away from their family. <laughs> so that's why I said St. Nick could be good or bad, depending on which mythology you were a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, but Krampus was like a demonic figure who carries them off to his lair. And then we mainly know uh, the Santa Claus from the story A Visit from St. Nicholas. Mm. Uh, that was when you first get the jolly saint with the portly belly and, you know, climbing into your chimney and giving you gifts and not kidnapping you, but giving you a piece of coal and that kind of stuff. Though coal had been a part of the Krampus storyline as well as the St. Nicholas storyline way before then. And then we have the Coca-Cola Santa, which we all know, who was just chucking cocaine-laced soda at you <laughs> to get you high so that you would believe that he was real. I'm just kidding. So that's my own little riff on that. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So that's the history of St. Nicholas. St. Nick was a, he was actually a 4th century Greek bishop um, and the gift giver of Myra. So to give you the clear sense on that. It's so much history, Oh my guys. god, what a fascinating uh, like, Cliff Notes I can keep version. going, but you, you should just Google it for yourself. Good lord, yeah, yeah go look it up, y'all. That is mm. a lot. Very, very good. That was awesome. Yeah. That was fantastic. Uh, we've got a couple minutes left. Let's get into some real quick predictions, yes. y'all. And now... Your After Buzz TV predictions. Oh, just to also tie it back, don't forget the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Uh, Santa Claus 2 and the Santa Claus 3. Tied it back to last week. But Santa Claus 1 is the best. (laughs) This, again, is not an endorsement of Tim Allen. Richard Karn still alive and well. R.I.P. Bruno Kirby. Judge Reinhold still alive and well. Judge Reinhold. Oh, good. I'm glad. Uh, Okay, predictions, Mm -hmm. y'all. Okay. Are we going with the the Pandora theory as far as what what Darth Elliot may be trying to do with these stones? I don't know. Well, because we still I think, think that... it might be his body, but I don't know. When when I saw the girl, I was like, oh, maybe they are he... going back to the Pandora thing. Line. Right. Because yeah. Penny he straight said up... it's not the his not his body. Yeah, Penny straight up said he's not rebuilding yeah. his body. It's something way worse. So it so... could be like. Like she's like a like they did like a lock ritual or something. Right, right. Those each of those is like a key to the lock, sure. which like releases all of him or something. I don't know like a that. lot about pandemonium. Is that anything? Could that have to do with anything? I think that's here? just a pandemonium. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that even the right mythology? Am I? Well, I isn't pandemonium just a spinoff of Pandora? Yeah, I think that's just possibly so Pandora's yeah. box held what was it like all the world's evils or something? Yeah, yeah. So when they opened it, it, it created chaos. Right, so pandemonium right. just kind of comes from that. I that think, whole etymology. idea. Yeah. Interesting. I don't okay, think it's because uh... pandemonium. If you look at the etymology, it's like all demons, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything. Um, yeah, it was basically that that 
she was given demons. I see. I in see. Her I see. Box. Yeah. That I thought what? about doing that as my okay. Well, I thought about doing Pandora as my original God of the Week. So I actually did a lot of information on Pandora. Oh wow. Okay. But I'm not gonna do it right now. So. <laughs> we'll get there. Deal with it. We'll get there. Um, okay. So yeah. So we've got that. Um, I I think. Do you guys think that maybe the library might be swayed over to the side of good to fight against a common enemy, potentially? Um, so that it's the librarians and the hedge witches versus some quote big question mark big boss big bad. No. No, you don't think so. Uh, you you mean the librarians with with the hedge yeah. witches? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't like, like when they the, do that. I like when so, you handle uh, your enemies one by one. Okay, I so see. So I think we got to get rid of Everett first, and then you know if Zelda wants to take the librarians in a different way. Then maybe we can go yeah. that direction. I think that's the only way that that. But happens, you got to handle but, yeah. you got to handle your evil first, and you know. In, in your own, in your own house. I'd also be surprised to see the hedge witches like, "Oh, you got rid of the bad guy, Everett. All right, cool. We'll just <laughs> yeah. be cool with the librarians yeah, now. After exactly. everything that happened, yeah, we'll just no. take your word for it." So I don't know. Historically, I haven't noticed that either. You know, people who are persecuted get wiped out. Or if they are able to overthrow the people that are persecuting them, they don't exactly make friends with them. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. But we'll see. We'll see so. what happens, y'all. Uh, remember, hit us up on social media. Uh, hit hit us with your theories, no matter how out there they are. The weirder, the better. Uh, but uh, let's go down the table. Nate Miller, where can they find you? Guys, you can find me everywhere that people can be found at Dog Like Nate. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow. You can also catch me on General Hospital tomorrow again as Nurse Lynn doing something. I think I'm cleaning somebody's wound or something. There you uh, go. Doing what nurses do. Yeah. Uh, y'all can find me on all forms of social media at Ty Matthews PMA. Saturday night's championship wrestling from Hollywood. Uh, Jack Wrestling Comedy at the Pack Wrestling uh, at the Pack Wrestling Theater. The Pack Theater. It's a comedy theater, but we do a wrestling themed show. Uh, all that stuff. Just a lot of a lot of wrestling, y'all. Uh, and and that's it. We'll be right back here, same time, same channel next week, talking season four, episode ten. But until then, peace. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.